Invasion. On the outside looking, and he wanted in. What's going on, y'all? We back. Another uh, early special episode of the Mavs Outsiders podcast, Trade Deadline Edition. I'm one half of your co-host, Maurice Williams, a.k.a. Mind of Reese on Twitter and Instagram, uh, a.k.a. Reesey F. Baby. Don't forget the F. Uh, I'm joined by my co-host, as always, brother Mike Bibbins at Bibbs Corner on Twitter. Twitter. Wow. At Bibbs Corner on Twitter and anywhere else he has social media that I don't know of. How you feeling tonight, my brother? Doing all right. Uh, you know, I was ready to rain hell on Donnie, but uh, he actually made some moves. So I guess, I guess I can't be as mad as I wanted to be. I was definitely ready to raise hell on Donnie Nelson. It's funny because like 30 minutes before 3 o'clock uh, Eastern time, which was the end of the deadline, was the deadline. I had tweeted a a gif of uh, Donnie Nelson. I said, this Donnie Nelson right now. And it's a dude just waking up out of his sleep. I was like, damn, that probably really was Donnie Nelson waking up out of his (laughs) sleep because he made that trade at the very last minute. Like, yeah, Once 257 hit, I was like, man, it's it's over with. We ain't getting nobody. Nobody. Then the J.J. Reddick news came through, and I mean, I guess we could transition right into that. Uh, J.J. Reddick news came through, and uh, out of nowhere, we were, we were kind of shocked. We weren't expecting it, even though it, the news came out right. that they were uh, interested in J.J. like a few weeks back, correct? Yeah, yeah. We yeah. had to get a podcast after we missed out on Danny Green, I guess. <laughs> Well, first of all, J.J. Reddick's podcast is better than Danny Green's anyway. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, that news came through, and then Shams deleted the tweet. And I was like, oh, God, please don't let this be another <laughs> going tragic situation where we fumbled the bag on J.J. freaking Reddick. But, uh, now I came through. Uh, the uh, details of the trade were kind of, I mean, it took a while for the details to actually come out at first, right? Yeah, I was confused. I was like, uh, they gonna tell us what we traded or who we traded? Like, what's going on? Yeah, apparently we traded, uh, well, we got J.J. Redick and uh, Niccolo Melli, Niccolo Melli, however you pronounce it. Uh, and we gave up James Johnson, who was the spiritual leader of the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wes Awundu, and was it one second round pick? Was it a second? I think it was a second. What, what first did we have to get? Hold up. I don't think we gave a pick. That's what I'm thinking. I think we did. did. I, miss something? I think we gave I'm, a second I might have missed something. Let me, I'll, I'll double check. <clears throat> one dude, James Johnson. That's all I'm finding is a one dude, James Johnson. Let me see. Here. I thought we gave a second round pick. Now I got to do research live on the podcast. All right. Johnson. One do. Okay, it is a second round pick. Okay, all right. Uh, yeah, second round pick, but you know, we won't need because uh, Rick already doesn't play first round rookies. So about to say, second round rookies won't matter. Um, 
yeah, I was very excited about this trade personally because JJ is my uh, all-time favorite college player. I'm a big Duke fan. Uh, growing up, I used to always tell my mom that I was going to go to the uh, go to Duke, play basketball, and break his uh, points record. Um, obviously, that did not happen. Um, <laughs> she said, oh, it's, "It's fun to dream, honey." <laughs> <laughs> she saw the J and was like, yeah, I don't think that's going to happen for you, player. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah. So, uh, also, you know, all biased aside, I think JJ fills a huge gap for us. But uh, I don't want to look over us getting Melly either. Uh, are you familiar right. with Melly? I am. Um, I, I will say I haven't watched much of the Pelicans this year. I know his numbers are atrocious, but I'm not reading too much into that. Like, if you're a shooter, you're a shooter. You don't just forget how to shoot. And that's how he got to the NBA. So uh, situational is what you have to look at. And he's, I'm going to say he's going to be in a pretty good situation to get some open open shots. Thing is, he's also uh, only played 22 games this year. He's averaging 1.7 of three-point attempts a game. So it doesn't even sound like he's uh, getting much burn out there right? or opportunities. Yeah, I think that the games I have seen, I've only like seen him get real playing time like once or twice. Yeah, he played more last year for sure, uh, I think. But uh, we got two shooters, one at the big position. He's not a big, but power forward position, uh, one at the guard position. Uh, and not even just the fact that J.J. is a shooter, it's the fact that J.J. is one of the greatest off-ball uh, players on offense of all time. Like, the way he moves off the ball and off of screens, I don't know who's going to set these screens for him because we don't have very good screen setters. But uh, they'll find a way. Uh, him playing with Luca, Luca finally has someone he could get the ball to that's not named KP wide open and can expect him to knock down a shot. Uh, uh, Melly is probably automatically the third or fourth best shooter on the team in my opinion uh but i don't really see him getting much burn what you think about that yeah so to me it's kind of interesting to try to figure out where any of them are going to fit um especially with the rotations we've been playing lately i I would assume trey burke's minutes are going to jj reddick but then trey burke hasn't been playing a ton anyway uh, I'm hoping maybe they'll cut into DFS's minutes. I would hope so. As well. Like, Timmy Timmy almost always is going to play, like, 30 minutes anyway. Bench or starter. Well, uh, well would you, uh, since you talked about cutting into DFS's minutes, would you like to see uh, DFS rele- relegated to the bench somehow and see J.J. inserted into the starting lineup at the two-guard position? Well, here's the thing. I think you could go... You could play it two ways. You could start Tim Hardaway Jr. probably now. If you trust that Reddick's healthy, you could probably start Tim and let J.J. fill the role Tim has been filling off the bench. Mm, okay. And then you can have DFS come off uh, um, come off the bench with that second unit as well to cover. Since you got Reddick and Brunson out there, DFS is more of a like a catch-all defensively. Right. When you have those type of guys on the court, I think that that makes a lot of sense to me. Okay, okay. Uh, also, uh, with Melly, I don't see Melly getting a lot of minutes, but uh, no, maybe 
with Maxi. Uh, if that's the lineup, I'm sure Maxi would be starting at center or power forward. You know, uh, maybe some Tyler Bay minutes, possibly. We it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Um, it's hard for me to try to predict what Rick is going to do because I feel like anytime I think I know, I don't. He's going to yeah. surprise me. <laughs> yeah, Rick never really goes with a solidified starting lineup for an entire season, or maybe we just don't have the talent to to do that. But you know, either way, uh, whichever lineup we see the first time that JJ is there, we can safe to assume that's not going to be always the starting lineup. Yeah, I definitely expect them to tinker and go back and forth. It just kind of gives Rick more, more weapons to play with. Yeah, but uh, it was a pleasant surprise. Uh, like I said, uh, fills a nice hole for us at the shooting position. At the shooting position. <laughs> well, yeah, shooting position. Shooting I mean. guard. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, the shooters. So, obviously, you know, I joked a lot on the timeline. This isn't, this isn't going to take us over the top. I mean... We we got JJ Reddick, but there are teams that still got better enough better than us as far as trading goes. <clears throat> and uh I guess we can transition right into that. You know, yeah. speaking of teams that got better than us, uh the Denver Nuggets. Yeah. Who acquired uh JaVel McGee. Uh he comes back to the team that he was no, he wasn't drafted by maybe he was drafted by the Wizards, but he did play for the Nuggets. Right. At uh, one point. Uh the Nuggets get JaVale McGee from the Cavaliers while Isaiah Hardenstein and two second-round picks. Uh, kind of expected JaVale to go. No need for a veteran like him to be on the Cavs when they have Jared Allen and uh, I believe they have someone else as well. But the uh, you talking about the D- Denver? No, Cavaliers. Who do they have there, you saying? Uh, Jared Allen and I feel like they have another young big, but I could. Uh, I don't think so. I think they got. Uh, I mean, Torian Prince plays the four. Larry Nance plays the three or the four, depending on how they play. Um, hmm. I'm trying to think, who are they playing behind Allen? Doesn't matter. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to spend too much time on them anyway. Yeah. Let's focus on the threats. Uh, also, the Nuggets got even better by adding Aaron Gordon in exchange for Gary Harris, R.J. Hampton, and a first-round pick, which uh, I can't – I'm not sure which year it's in. I think it's in 2025. Hey, these are the details that don't matter. The picks ain't getting no buckets right yeah, now. Yeah, the picks, the picks don't really matter. What matters is the fact that the Denver Nuggets got better in their two games in front of us right now. So how do you feel about that? What's, what's your thoughts on Denver Nuggets acquiring Aaron Gordon and JaVale? I mean – this is the time of year where you realize what teams are serious and what teams aren't. Um, all the teams that are ahead of us made some type of move that added to their, their depth for the most part, besides the Suns, uh, but they just got Tory Craig the other day for free. Um, the Every team besides the Lakers made a move right now, but the Lakers are probably going to get somebody in the buyout market anyway. So, Literally every team in front of us is going to have done something in in these past few days. Um, And that's kind of the arms race. Like everybody's jockeying for position. It feels like the Lakers are vulnerable right now. Um, The Clippers haven't come together like people thought they might. 
the Jazz and the Suns are the one and the two, and nobody expected them to be there, so it's hard to take them seriously. Um, so yeah, the Nuggets make a move to get uh, Aaron Gordon, and I think that I saw some people downplaying it, like, "Oh, he's not that much better than Millsap," but they still have Millsap, right? Like they didn't swap them; they have both of them now. So now, at all times, they have a four that can hit threes and play defense. I would also say he's much more reliable than Millsap when it comes to defense in the playoffs because he's younger, he's faster, he's more athletic. You can switch exactly. him on those threes, those fours, and even some fives. Exactly. And I think that athleticism is the ticket for me because when you have a big like Jokic, you want your other big to fill some of those holes that he doesn't fill. So Gordon can get up the court a little bit more, and I think he's going to be a beneficiary of a lot of dump-offs from Jokic. I think he's going to uh, fill a lot of the holes they lost when they lost Jeremy Grant as well. Mm. Yeah. And they also got a nice uh, backup big, big, some nice size, which right. McGee, which they lost when they lost Plumley. So, yep. And that's uh, Devin Nuggets back on track. And that's another thing that people underrate is the, having the versatility of your bigs. Like Vic McGee might not play a ton of minutes, but there's going to be some matchup at some point in the playoffs where they're going to need him for 10 minutes. Yep. Wish the Mavs understood that. But, you know, <laughs> let's not talk about them. Let's talk about teams that's actually a threat. Yeah. Uh, so, so Nuggets are seven and three in their last 10. And, you know, they got off to a rough start, but they're, they're rolling now. So it's going to be hard to catch them. I'm not saying it's impossible, but they didn't just they didn't make it easier with these moves. At all. Uh they definitely made it more difficult. Uh we'll see. Who knows? Maybe their uh that chemistry is off. Maybe we can catch them. <laughs> Maybe we can tie him. I really I really just want us to get out of the play in position. But uh Yeah. Since we're on the topic of teams that got better than us, uh team that kind of I I don't know, I'm iffy on this, but uh Okay. Portland Trailblazers got Norman Powell from the Toronto mm. Raptors for Gary Trent Jr. and Rodney Hood. What's your thoughts on this? Okay, so I I think that Norman Powell, I think I like Gary Trent. You know, I'm a Gary Trent guy. But I, he has kind of disappeared a couple times in big games. Um, he's popped up in big games too, but I think with Norman Powell, you get a veteran who is closer in age to CJ and Dane. And like you were saying with Gordon, he's steadier than Trent. And Hood hasn't looked like himself lately. Defensively. Agreed. So, so I like the move personally. Uh, uh, Powell's been playing very well lately. I think he's going to be a great guy off the bench for this this Blazers team uh, by the time the playoffs come around. Uh, I like it for them. I just don't feel it was the best deal for them. I feel like they would have benefited much more from going to get an Aaron Gordon uh, mm. to solidify that full position, have a, uh, a big, uh, quote-unquote, who's versatile and can switch on defense as opposed to them just going to get someone else who can score, which they really don't need because you have Melo with scoring off the bench. You have Dane and CJ who can get buckets. Why not go and get uh, Aaron Gordon to bolster the defense? 
nice young athletic player who can catch love, switch on defense, be versatile on defense. They play alongside Nurkic, who is uh, coming back, I think, tomorrow or Saturday. Uh, yeah, tomorrow. Well, this is coming out after midnight, so today, technically. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel like Aaron, they would have benefited more from Aaron Gordon. Uh, is Norman Powell a better player than Gary Trent Jr.? Yes, but is he, like, that much better where this makes them a that much better team? I personally don't think so. Excuse me. I personally don't think so. I think that's a fair assessment. Um, uh, it kind of shows the Blazers' hand, I think, that they're looking to try to capitalize on this window right now. Right. Which which is understandable. Uh, obviously, you want the firepower, but, you know, I won't go with team needs, and I just think Aaron Gordon would have fit better for them, but I'm not mad at this deal either. Uh, okay. A lot of people were saying, oh, they didn't want to pay Gary Trent. Well, you're going to have to pay Norman Powell, too, because he has a player <laughs> option, and he's not accepting it after this season. He's going to want to get paid. You know how so, much he's making right uh, now? Uh, not sure. Is it around like $12 million, I think? Oh, yeah. He would have no reason to accept that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, he would have no reason to accept that. He's due for uh, due for some money. But um, as far as I know, that kind of does it for uh, teams in the West that got better. Well, we could talk about the Clippers, I think. Well, no, we could talk about – yeah, we could talk about the Clippers. I forgot about that because that was actually uh, – in my opinion, this trade – was the second most impactful trade uh, of the trade deadline. And that is the Los Angeles Clippers acquiring Rajon Rondo from the Atlanta Hawks for Lou Williams in two seconds. Uh, poor Lou Will, man. I just... Oh, man. <laughs> poor Lou Will. What you mean? He he got um, he wanted to go stop in Magic City, so I mean, you're <laughs> they right. took him to Magic yeah, City. Man. He can go there all he want now. Lemon pepper wings galore. Oh, man. Uh, he said the Clippers was his last stop, man. He said if he leave the Clippers, he retiring. So that's tough. what's going to happen with Lou Will. But he hasn't really played like Lou Will this season. Right. So I don't uh, – I understand the Clippers trading him. I figured it would have been Pat Beverly. But uh, I also don't think Lou Will fits with the Hawks. So maybe there's a buyout coming. I'm not sure. Uh, well, maybe he'll stay since it's Atlanta. It's his home. He's played there before. Yeah. But uh, Rajon Rondo to the Clippers, they fill a spot. I think the only spot that the Clippers really needed to fill, and that's a floor general, a true point guard. Yep. Someone to uh, facilitate the offense, be able to get Kawhi and Paul George the ball without them having to get their own shot. And we saw the impact he had on the Lakers team last playoffs. Uh, whether we yeah. like him or not, playoff Rondo is a thing. So uh, pretty sure they won't be choking like they did last playoffs. So uh, what's your thoughts on Rondo to the Clippers? You know, I kind of in my head had been underrating the move. Like I understood, you know, that they needed to get that that point guard, that leader, that they, you know, could run the offense, set set guys up, et cetera. But I didn't think about it that hard until just now when you when you brought it up. Um, 
you know, I've been kind of down on the Clippers all year. And so far, it kind of had been justified because they, I mean, they're up there in the standings. They're, they're the three seed right now, but they haven't really looked dangerous. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I think they've been quiet. I think they've been quiet. Yeah, they've been coasting pretty much. Like they're just kind of coasting through. I think Rondo, like you said, brings another veteran with championship experience that uh, is going to be an even more steadying force. Uh, uh, It's going to be interesting to see them in like two or three weeks to see how they're playing. Um, Obviously, they're worried more about the postseason than the regular season. Like these guys have all been there. It's about rings. Um, but yeah, they filled a huge hole. I think that that was the one thing I was looking for was for the Clippers to get a point guard, and I mean, they got one of the best ones available. Oh, they definitely did. Uh, I wasn't even expecting the Hawks to trade for Rondo. I heard the Clippers were uh, in talks with the Raptors to get Kyle Lowry, but right. <laughs> definitely man, look, with that. <laughs> if Miami couldn't get him. And, uh, LA couldn't get them for what they were offering. There's no way the Clippers were getting them. So, well, you want to touch on that? Yeah, let's just transition right into that. Uh, the Miami Heat struck out on Kyle Lowry. Uh, the Lakers struck out on Kyle Lowry. Apparently, in uh, the Philadelphia Sixers as well, struck mm-hmm. out on Kyle Lowry. Uh, instead, the Sixers um, ended up getting George Hill. Right. From um from Milwaukee, correct? Uh, he was on OKC. OKC, that's right. Okay. Uh, this was a three-team trade, right? Yeah. They they yeah, just so wanted to mess Austin Rivers over one more time. <laughs> so let's just go through it. Uh, Miami Heat acquired uh, Bielitsa. I can't pronounce his first name, but Bielitsa yeah, from the Sacramento Kings. <laughs> uh the Kings required Mo Harkless and Chris Silva from the Miami Heat. My boy. Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Which one? Silva or Harkless? Silva, former Gamecock. Okay. Anyway, Philadelphia uh, <laughs> <laughs> got George Hill. Uh, wait, wait, hold up. Tony just Bradley. combined two trades. I did yeah. just combine two trades. Yeah, that, that's how I came through for you. But yeah, Tony Bradley. You know who Tony Bradley is, right? Yeah, for the Philadelphia 76ers. Yeah, he's going to Didn't OKC. Joel and B just tweet that they need to build around Tony Bradley, and now he's gone. That's crazy. Wait, now he uh, followed it up. He had a follow-up. He said that uh, OKC need to build around him then. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, let's – okay, we'll come back to that tweet. But uh, Miami ended up getting Bielisa, and they also – went and got the guy who, you know, this was obvious that it was going to happen, but happened last minute. Uh, Victor Oladipo to the Miami Heat for Avery Bradley and Kelly Olenek. Basically for nothing. And Victor Oladipo was about to pull a Blake Griffin and ball out. I promise you. Glad they not in the West. Yeah, I mean, they, and the funny thing is, like, I hadn't been paying too much attention to the East standings, but, I mean, those things are crazy right now. They were the four seed yesterday, now they're the seven. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they're a game back of the Hornets for the four seed right now. Um, none of the teams in front of them are really a threat. So you look at, they got Bielita as another, like, mercenary shooter they can bring in randomly. Uh, Oladipo as another guard that can facilitate and score. 
and we kind we haven't touched on it yet, but since we've already talked about the Blazers, I'll go ahead and mention it. Aldridge is likely choosing between the Heat and the Blazers. Uh, I thought LA might be in the mix as well. I think their priority is drumming, but yeah, I think LA would be the third team. Okay. Okay. Uh, Aldridge to the Blazers would be nice. That would probably explain why maybe they didn't go after Aaron Gordon. Yeah, I was going to mention that earlier too. Yeah, he and Aaron Gordon are also two different players. So, right. But you don't really want to put Aaron Gordon in a position where he was in Orlando where you're not sure if he's going to play the three or four. So I understand. Yeah. That's if they pull it off. But uh, Oladipo and Bielitsa, both to the Miami Heat. Uh, I think Bielitsa is a sleeper for them. Knockdown shooter. Uh, I watched him do it against the Houston Rockets when I went to one of their games. Uh, we've seen him do it multiple times against teams. Uh, yeah. We know what Oladipo is. We know who he is. They still have the Miami Heat team. They could make a push like they did last year and surprise some people, especially if they end up with Aldridge. Yeah, it's, it's it, it sucks watching them, just knowing like certain teams are going to get talent for for free pretty much mm-hmm. every year and they're they're one of those teams so i mean it kind of is what it is but still sucks well uh, you know we'd like for it to be us at some point but you know <laughs> what can you do you need a competent front i'm sorry let me shut up they might be listening competent front office no competent front office I guess I'm <laughs> listening. Uh, uh back to the other trade i was speaking about philadelphia Missed out on Kyle Lowry, so they went and got George Hill from OKC. Uh, Tony right. Bradley is going to OKC, correct? Yes. Uh, Terrence Ferguson is going to. I think he's New going York. to New York. Yeah. yeah, New York. And Austin Rivers is going to OKC. Right. Poor Austin Rivers. Uh, <laughs> that that trade doesn't really move the needle much for either of those teams, but I think George Hill will help Philadelphia in some way. Yeah, um, I've been waiting to see if he would end up on a contending type team. I think uh, he's a guy that doesn't have to play a ton, but can give you some good spot minutes as a backup guard. And I think he was shooting like 45% from three or something stupid last year. So, uh, again, they, they, they don't need him to carry. They just need him to fill some holes here and there and, Seth likes to get hurt from time to time, so an insurance policy there. So, again, the rich just kind of compile on talent, and you know if they need it, they'll they'll be able to dig into their bench. When you look at a team like the Mavs, we're pretty much if our guys don't show up, or you know, God forbid, somebody gets hurt, like that's it. <laughs> we don't have a second yep. row of teeth that's going to pop up. So, unless you want to play the rookies, but. <laughs> Yeah, hopefully we don't get, end up needing them at some point. That would be terrible. And uh, last but certainly not least, let's get into the Woj bomb of the day. Uh, out of nowhere, Nikola Vucevic and Al Farouk Aminu from the Orlando <clears throat> Magic are going to the Chicago Bulls for Wendell Carter Jr., Otto Porter, and two first-round picks. First of all, also, me... also, we forgot. We forgot. 
uh, Evan Fournier from the Magic is going to the Celtics for two second round picks as well. So it's two cool second round picks. There. They added later Jeff Teague, who's being waived, but I don't think anybody's clocking that. I don't think anybody gives a shit about that. <laughs> uh, uh, obviously, the Celtics needed depth. So, you know, adding a wing score that can come off the bench and help them. Right. Possibly give them 20. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> doesn't really do much, but, you know. They got it, but back to Vucevic to the Bulls. Mm-hmm. Thoughts? First of all, let me uh, no, that is not bad. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the, the Bulls, man. This, this is huge. Um, mm-hmm. Whole lot of free Levine, a whole lot of trade him to Dallas talk. Same thing with Vucevic, free him, bring him to Dallas, and now they're together. Um, Bulls, again, competent management. Like, we've watched this team go from the top to the bottom, bounce back, back to the bottom, bounce back, and they just keep coming back. Like, they're always working and tweaking and finding the next piece and this is this is this might be the best team they've had since that uh that Bulls team before Rose went down I agree and that um, team wasn't even really that deep it was just you know Derek Rose just, was Derek yeah. Rose it had a good mix like with Rose doing what he was doing and then like Noah being a defensive anchor and emotional leader like that was just a my favorite a, center of all time Love joking. My sister loved him. She was a she's a Bulls fan because of Joe Kim Noah. Um, but yeah, the this is this is huge. Like I, I don't think people really appreciate how great this is for for Chicago. Uh, uh, Levine is averaging like twenty eight points a game. Vucevic is averaging twenty five, twelve, and like five assists. They both shoot over forty cent forty percent from three. Like this is a dynamic duo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think with this trade, first of all, no one was really expecting Vucevic to be moved. Nope. I wasn't. Uh, nope. And then for him to go to the Bulls, and then for the Bulls to give back Wendell Carter Jr. as opposed to Laurie Markkinen, who people thought yep. would be yep. the one moved from the Bulls, is big. I mean, the the Bulls' front court, as far as, you know, Markkinen and Vucevic, they're not going to be able to defend anybody, but, you know, they'll <laughs> score. Not going to matter if you, they can't outscore you. Uh, the Bulls have nice young talent with Kobe White, Patrick Williams, Laurie Markkinen, who can help, who can build with Zach Levine and Nikola Vucevic. Uh, Thaddeus Young has been playing well for them this year. Uh, am I forgetting anybody? I don't they got Daniel Tice anybody. from the Celtics. Too. They got Daniel Tice from the Celtics as well. Which A is defensive really backup big, versatile. Which is really good for them. Uh, the Magic are just staying they starting over, man. The, the Magic are like a farm system for basketball teams. They just giving away fucking talent. It sucks, man. And I, I really wanted us to get in the mix to try to get Mo Bamba or Ken Birch when I realized they were just selling. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't happen. Maybe it could happen in a draft or offseason. I don't um, think they're going to be moving Bamba. Maybe they move Wendell Carter. Um do you think they keep both? Uh, depends. I think they test out both at the right. least. True. To see who they like. Uh, I would much rather have Wendell Carter. 
think he fits better. Yeah, I think he fits better. Uh, Bomba is cool, but I haven't seen enough from Bomba. I've seen enough from Carter to know I would like him next to KP. But what he does, yeah. Is, yeah, this is just hypothetical speaking. They're probably they're probably <laughs> not even interested. Um, but yeah, this is a great move for the Bulls. A lot of people forget that the that Chicago was one of the big markets in the NBA, and now they have two All Stars to build a whole team around. They've yeah. almost probably solidified a playoff spot. I mean, you look at it there right now. They're te- technically the ten spot. Um, but they're three games back from Charlotte at the four. They can catch them. Easy. Uh, like they, they'll probably get out of the play in at least. Chicago has been one of the worst, if not the worst, teams as far as, you know, the fourth quarter goes. And now Zach Levine has some help. So as opposed to trading him somewhere and probably not getting much back, you went and uh, traded Wendell Carter Jr., who's a nice young player, Otto Porter Jr., who I thought his contract was untradeable. And look what you got out of it. Nikola Vucevic. And now and Kuzminu, th- who's a nice who's a nice defensive athletic wing. I just checked. They might they might have money. They do. With. They do. Oh man. They got money to play with. They don't have any big contracts on the team besides Vucevic. Yeah, and uh, Levine. Levine's only making nineteen and a half. Like that's THJ money. <laughs> when is his contract up? His last year is next year. See, I mean, like they're flexible. Granted, the free agent class for this offseason is weak. But here's the thing: almost none of their contracts go past next year. Mm. Which means so, next offseason they'll be. So first you got this Yeah, yeah, this off season they got nothing but expiring contracts pretty much. Um like everybody's going into their last year of their deal. So they can get tricky around the draft, they can get tricky in the off season, and then during the next season they can start bidding on 2023 or 2022 free agents, like like you were saying. Right. I'm happy for the Bulls, man. I know they went through a lot for bad management. They brought in a uh, new management, new coach. Look what's happening. <laughs> I'm happy for Bulls fans. Hopefully, yeah. this, uh, hopefully something comes to this. Uh, if the Nets didn't have Kyrie, Harden, and KD, they would actually be some <laughs> kind of you know, competition in the East. But <laughs> uh, I'm still not banking on the boys staying healthy. But uh, we'll see. Yeah. The East, I think it's the East is going to be more interesting than people think. Uh, I think we covered all of the trades, correct? Uh, let me see what else. We mentioned 48 to the Celtics. We covered the Bulls. All of the important ones, anyway. Yeah, we covered all the all the trades that matter, I think. So I think, did you want to hit on the, uh, the, the what didn't happen or the, the buyout market? Uh, let's go on the buyout market for right now. Uh, so I know you, uh, you probably got used to hearing bibs for a while on this ad, but, uh, I'm gonna take over the reins again, uh, to tell you a bit about our ad, our sponsor anchor, uh, back in 2020, 
during the pandemic, I finally took the opportunity to start my own podcast. The only issue was I had no idea where to start. Um, I didn't have any podcast equipment, uh, no camera, no microphone, you know, uh, any things that you see in a studio. But what I did have was my cell phone, and that's why I discovered the Anchor app. Anchor is the perfect app for new podcasters, for beginning podcasters, for people to start their very own podcast. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, like I mentioned. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast through other platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. So it's doing most of the work for you. All you have to do is hit play, press record, and get your work out there to the world. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And the best thing of all, Anchor is totally free. And on top of it being free, you can acquire your own sponsors like the ad I'm doing right now through Anchor. So you have an app for free that you can possibly make money off of. Seems like a fantastic deal to me. If you're interested in starting your own podcast with the Anchor app, Make sure you download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Tell them Reese sent you. Two big names on the buyout are obviously LaMarcus Aldridge and Andre Drummond. Uh, They're linked to contenders for the most part. Uh, Aldridge will obviously like to go back to Portland. He's been talking about that for a while now. Uh, Miami is interested in Aldridge because Miami is always interested in everyone. Uh, LA is interested in Drummond, which would be interesting putting him next to uh, AD. Uh, I'm not sure what other teams. Uh, it's, well, hold on. I'm sorry. The Dallas Mavericks said they will be interested in Drummond for a buyout, but <laughs> you're up against the Lakers, so I'm not really sure what you're expecting. But hey, if the Mavericks can pull it off, Inside Andre Drummond in the buyout after getting JJ Reddick and single handedly fixing two of our biggest holes. Yeah. I'm going to still talk shit about y'all, but I'll, I'll give y'all credit. I mean, if they pull it off, then I, I, there won't be anything I could say. Right. I'll say that. <laughs> um, do I expect it? No. Me either. Um, I just don't. What what is their pitch going to be? It's not going to be trust us, right? I fucking hope not. Like, how do they sell it? Do they tell them that they're going to pay him in the off season? I will hope so. I doubt that. They're way too frugal with the money. And I mean, I hope they wouldn't pay him a lot. Yeah, like, I, I, what what would you? Okay, let's do this. How, what would you expect to accept, or what would you offer him? To to stay long term potentially between seventeen and twenty million. Yeah, I was thinking that Stephen Adams contract. Yes, two years, thirty five, like somewhere in that range. I think that's fair. You can't be like these idiots who undervalue him and say, "Oh, pay him ten million. No, you're an idiot. Like, <laughs> what he does, he does at elite level. Like, right. 
And here's what I think there, as far as his selection. Like, I don't think it's that set in stone that he's going to go to a team like the Lakers. I don't um, think so either. Because he's, what, 27? Yeah. Like, he doesn't have to ring chase yet. <laughs> At all. Uh, he can do that in four or five years, two, three years even. Um, yeah, I don't – I mean, he could go get a ring this year and then chase the bag in the offseason. Sure. But – who wants it? I don't think. I mean, I I guess some people do that, but I I, I wouldn't want a ring like that. I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna be able to really showcase himself as much as he'd like. Exactly. Either in order for him to get that bag. So exactly. Like I would much rather him go to a team like Charlotte, um, who actually can pay him, and I feel like he fits a hole that they have on their team. A team that also should be uh, looking at on. Very Drummond. I'm not sure if they are or not, but the Boston Celtics. I think they were rumored to be trying to trade for him with Detroit, but they I haven't heard them linked to him in a long time. I think did you mention the Knicks? Because they are interested in him as well. No, I didn't mention the Knicks, but I have heard that they're interested. Which is interesting to me, but you know, I think they got money to blow uh oh oh too. So Okay, you know what? We're gonna move on. Um <laughs> speaking of the Knicks. Uh, since we can transition straight into trades that didn't happen. The New York Knicks were interested in Lonzo Ball, but no deal was able to get done. So uh, maybe they're going to throw him in the bag this offseason because he'll be a restricted free agent. Uh, I don't think the Pelicans really plan on bringing him back, especially when it comes to matching a contract from another team. Yeah, they just got way too many guards. Yeah, Um, and uh, I'm pretty sure Bledsoe will be gone too. Uh, yeah, but I mean, we saw what Nikhil Alexander Walker can do. I guess. Uh, when Lonzo and them were out, he was hooping. I mean, if I'm the Pelicans, I would like to keep Lonzo, but not if it's going to come at a hefty price. Right. And the Knicks got money to play with, so I'm pretty sure the Knicks going to throw him a bag. Uh Another trade that everyone thought was going to happen, uh, Kyle Lowry, dude was crying yesterday, getting FaceTimes from Drake, and didn't <laughs> even get traded. Uh, apparently, the Sixers, Miami, and the Lakers weren't all uh, suitors for Kyle Lowry from Toronto, but apparently the Toronto Raptors viewed Kyle Lowry very high and wanted a lot back in return. Yeah, they kind of – they were asking for young talent. I think they wanted Maxi from Philly, Horton Tucker from the Lakers, and Hero from the Heat, and none of those teams were willing to trade those guys because there was no guarantee that you get Lowry more than, like, the next few months. <laughs> I think they wanted uh, – Tyre- no, no, they also wanted Matisse Thibel from Philadelphia right. as well. Uh, THT, um, I don't – I mean, he's a good player, but I don't really understand the whole potential thing with everyone. But I feel like the Lakers are in a win-now mode. What are they thinking about the future for? You still have LeBron. You still have AD. Uh, I understand the Miami Heat doing it, especially with Tyler Hero. But, uh, yeah, I don't know what the Raptors are smoking to even be asking for that much for Kyle Lowry. He's like 34. 30, he's, yeah, he's up there. Um, yeah, the, the the Lakers one is the most confusing because, like you said, first of all, I'm, I'm not a I'm not a believer in Horton Tucker. Um, 
I didn't like him coming out of the draft, and I still don't like him. And the uh, like you said, the the Lakers are the Lakers. Like, what are you holding on to young talent for? All you have to do is dangle the Laker name out there. Somebody's coming, right? So that that's I don't know. They're overthinking. Like they're playing with their chips close to the vest, like they need them uh, when so. they don't. I think so. I mean, maybe they just feel comfortable enough to where they don't need Lowry. They're comfortable with what they have, uh, which is probably the case. If I had LeBron and AD, I would be as well. But uh, they're going to be coming off injury, sir. And, I mean, they still have Dennis Schroeder, but I don't know. Yeah, I just don't understand the whole keeping THT thing. Yeah, that that when they said THT was the like thing that was keeping it from happening, I was stunned. So so stunned that I had a typo in my tweet saying if y'all don't trade yeah. these overhype overhype ass players like really THT is why you didn't get Kyle Lowry like nah I'm that's they not treating THT like how they was treating Kyle Kuzma not too long ago man look <laughs> <laughs> I'm so tired of these hype hype beasts all because they play for the Lakers it's crazy right, right. Uh, I think that does it for the trade deadline. I think uh, we covered it. I think we covered everything. Is there anything you wanted to add? Not really. What I will say is I'm excited about this upcoming episode we have with the panel. Um, I think we have a great group that people are going to enjoy. Uh, I'm thinking it's going to be a good mix, a good conversation. So I'm, I'm excited about that. And uh, to see where we're at as a team after these next two games as well. Uh, I agree, especially about the panel. I think we got a nice uh, threesome that really knows. Really? That, come on, dog. <laughs> nice street. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking about that until you said really. Uh, we got a nice trio that really knows that stuff when it comes to basketball. So, uh, Also, I'm really excited to see uh, what JJ brings to the team. Uh, Excited to see what the rotation is going to look like. Maybe we get some Bay minutes. Uh, maybe Melly gets some minutes, but only time can tell. Uh, I'm pretty sure he won't be playing tomorrow. Uh, I would be surprised. I don't, yeah, I would definitely be surprised if he's playing tomorrow. Uh, Pelicans on Saturday. <laughs> mm, that would be interesting. If he just lights up the Pelicans for like a nice five, 15 points, five three corners. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, that's it. Obviously, this isn't a regular episode of the podcast, so y'all will not be getting my uh, Unsung Heroes, and y'all will not be getting Vip's forecast. That comes the next episode that will be released on Monday. Yeah, we'll record Sunday, probably release Monday. So, uh, that's it for this uh, special trade deadline edition of the Mavs Outsiders podcast. Signing off uh, your boy. Mind of Reese on Twitter and on Instagram. Uh, Bibbs at Bibbs Corner on Twitter and wherever else you can find them. Uh, also, the Bibbs Corner, BibbsCorner.com, correct? Yeah, BibbsCorner.com. You can find everything I'm, I'm tied into. Yeah, Black Planet, MySpace, all that. Yes, so, uh, Farmers Only, Christian Mingle, Black People Meet. All of that. It's a new one too. I can't remember what the name was, but anyway, I think, I think it's called Bubble. I don't know. Anyway, what? Yeah, uh, I was about to say Bubble. 
bubble or bumble. Bumble. That's, bumble. that's that's the one bumble. you were talking about. But I'm talking. It's a new yeah. black one. I can't remember what it was. Oh, I don't know what that is. I don't. Yeah, I don't participate in niggerish things. Uh, time to go. <laughs> so uh, peace out, and we'll holler at y'all later.